0: middle of the semester, you know? Starting to feel it? I am. I'm exhausted. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. About a month ago, I was talking with a friend of mine who graduated from here last year. We had lunch, and uh, I was asking how he was doing. And uh, he kind of looked down, looked back at me, and he goes, I'm not doing well at all. Um, he went here for four years, sat in chapel, went through classes, had Bible classes, everything else, and uh, we're talking about where he's at right now, and he goes, well, he looks me right in the eye, and he goes, I lost my virginity this summer for the first time. but well, that was kind of redundant, huh? Lost my virginity this summer, and uh, I'm not walking with the Lord anymore, basically, just, that broke me. Um, I looked at him and I was just a whole range of emotions was going through me. You know, I was thinking I was part of me was just as angry, you know, how could you do that? How what do you what are you thinking? You know, what are, what are you doing with yourself? You know, I was angry because, you know, I'm trying to stay pure and what are you doing? How dare you go fool around like that, you know? I'm working so hard and you know that selfish response. Part of me was really disappointed. I was just sad. But I think the biggest part of me got scared. I got scared. Last semester, uh, last year actually, I had a friend of mine going to school here. And uh, it was right around October, right around this time last year. And I started asking her about how her summer had gone. What did you know, just, what'd you do? How'd it go? And she looked at me and she goes, well, to be honest with you, I, I didn't do well at all. I, I, I partied most of the summer. I, I lasted about a month before I, I gave in to my friend's pressure. Um, I wasn't able to stand. I couldn't, couldn't keep going. Couldn't, couldn't stay away. And uh, that got me scared again. I mean, uh, I remember thinking back then I was really, really scared about it. I was like, "Wow, oh, that's that's rough," you know. This last weekend I went home, spent some time with my family, and uh, I spent Saturday night with my pastor. Um, my pastor's a great guy. He's about 35, 36 years old. His Stewart. Stuart. He's from Australia. He serves. He scuba dives. He's a great guy. Real uh, one of those really, really hyper people. Um, I enjoy. I worked for him this summer as a youth pastor. I was a youth intern at his church, and I really enjoyed it. Um, he wants to hire me next year. As soon as I graduate, in fact, he'd like to make me his uh, his full-time youth worker, um, being in charge of college, high school, and junior high. And part of me is really like, oh, that'd be really cool. That'd be exciting. Part of me is terrified. I'm just scared. I'm shaking my boots. And I was talking to my mom about it this weekend. I was going, Mom, um, I don't know if I can come back to work at this church. And she goes, why? What, what is it that makes you so resistant at this incredible opportunity for ministry? Why are, you, why, are you, why are you scared? What makes you nervous about it? And I go, well, I don't want to do it alone. Not, not about being married. Just being alone, Period. I'm afraid of getting out of this school and leaving the security and the safety net that exists here at Masters and just falling and not being able to get back up. And that scares me. Um, the reason is I've, I've seen good men fall. I have close friends who I looked up to. They were my role models. And I've watched them throw it all away. Uh, it seems like every week I hear about another youth pastor who's blown it. Given up his integrity. And I know, I know in my heart that I am no better. That I am just one step away. I don't consider myself any more spiritual or somehow I don't have any secrets to keep me perfect and to keep me from blowing my integrity. I know I'm only a step away. We all are, frankly. You all heard about Jimmy Swaggart this last week, probably. Got caught with another woman again. You know, big surprise, huh? And it's sad. It's really sad. Um, I was watching the the Senate hearings with with some interest, watching Clarence Thomas sit there and try to defend himself. The thing that struck me the most about it, I, I don't know who's lying, who's telling the truth. I can't tell, frankly. I I tend to lean with Clarence, but who knows? Um, but when what struck me was that he has had his light, his life, fully focused on for the last a hundred and so days. He's had all kinds of people looking into his life. And remember, he, was, he, he mentioned that one point. I was listening to him talking. He goes, he goes. In the last 100 days, I've had everyone check my background. People who hate me, people who like me, people who want me to to not be uh, adjusted, people who do. Everyone's been looking at my life, examining it. He goes, and and I was thinking, about, I wonder if I could withstand that, you know? And what would I, what would what would I be, what would happen to me if I was there? And frankly, if they look back at the last 10 years of my life, I wouldn't be nominated, you know? if it was just based on how my integrity was the last 10 years, um, I wouldn't get nominated. And I was watching Clarence, and I don't know if he saves or not, but he's got more integrity than I do. I get, those things get me nervous. You know, I get nervous about graduating. I'm scared. I'm not scared of what I'm going to be doing next year. I don't worry about the future a whole lot. I'll do something. God will provide something. I'm confident in that. He always has, he, and he always will. He'll take care of me. I'm, I'm confident of that. I know I'll be doing something. I'm worried about who I'm going to be. I'm worried a lot about who I'm going to be in two years. So as my mom was asking me, why are you so nervous? And I go, I'm scared. I go, I don't want to be alone. She goes, but you've got people here at the church who can help you. And then you've got some a couple of guys who you can work on your staff and stuff. And I was thinking, well, I go, yeah, but the guys on my staff are really mature. They're really young. Um, I'd have to be pulling them along. I'd have to be discipling them and really working at them. I need some cover. I need someone to take care of me because I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. And uh, I remembered a verse as I was driving home from driving back here from home. Um, Hebrews ten twenty four. Let me just read it to you, since you probably can't see it anyways. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And the question that struck me as I'm driving home and talking with my sister about this, and it all of a sudden hit me. What I need is accountability. Period. I need accountability. And the way I was thinking was these guys can't keep me accountable. They're they're too young, they're too mature. And then I just got to think, I'm going, wait a minute. How much theology or spiritual maturity do you need to keep someone accountable? Not a whole lot. Remember about it. How much I mean how much maturity or how much spiritual knowledge does it take for someone to ask me, Chris, how are you doing in that one area of sin? How are you doing in your life? How's how's your walk with God right now? How are your quiet times going? How's your passion for the Lord? Is it still there? How much maturity or spiritual depth does it take to ask someone that? Not a whole lot. And I got humbled this weekend. I got knocked down again. It's it's a good thing. I I need it all the time. And God was just going, man, Chris, you're not that strong, not that great, and that's okay because that's how I want you and that's how I can use you. And, uh, i 'm learning about my pride and my arrogance, and how God just really wants to break me so we 're getting to the middle of the semester now, and the honeymoon is over you know school ain 't all that great it 's not summer camp anymore is it it 's getting hard huh I' getting mean, classes tests, and everything like that. I think I had like five tests just last week. I was pretty excited about that um, it 's not fun you know the, the initial um, I call it the initial politeness. Um, you know, that first month or so when you're, you're still kind of on good terms good terms to everyone, you're still trying to be nice, you say hi to people, you smile. You know, if, if the guy next door to you in the room next door to you has got the music too loud, you either tolerate it or you, like, go and ask nicely, you know, could you please turn down your music? You know, now it's like, B-b-b-b-b-b. shut up! You know, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. we're changing. You know, the, the honeymoon is over. And it's getting easier and easier to hide behind being busy to hide behind, well, oh, I've got too much to do, I have homework, I don't have time to really work on my relationships with people, I don't have time to develop depth in my relationships here. And if that is true, I, I want to beg you to reconsider that. Now I know, we're here to get a, a degree, we're here, a lot of us, to get our academics done. But if you don't start to get in the habit of developing deep relationships, that's going to hurt you more than anything after you graduate. And yes, what I'm realizing is, We've got to start getting in the habit of pursuing depth in our relationships. Because by myself, I'm so scared of going out there and being alone. And by myself, I know I will fall. I'm, I'm fairly confident of that. I don't have a whole lot of security in my self-discipline, self-will, my strength. I, I don't have a whole lot of that. I'm a very weak person. We, I, I think a lot of us are. And I need people. So do you. We need to get in the habit of developing accountable relationships. Not with everybody with one or two people. Um, pursuing it, asking for it. It's letting someone know, hey, this is the area I'm weak in, specifically. I struggle with this action or this activity. or This is something I like to do. That I'm having a hard time letting go and I need help. I need you to ask me how I'm doing. Otherwise, I won't tell anyone else kind of thing. You need to let someone know. If you're bleeding, it helps to tell someone. You know? Um... Guys, we need to get beyond talking about you know, girls or talking about sports or talking about the latest theological hot potato. You know, We're good at that here. I think we're good at discussing things and, and uh, being intellectual and trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong. And that's good at times. It's good to sharpen your thinking. But I think we need to start getting beyond that. We need to get deeper. We need to find out what's going on so we can keep each other accountable. We need to get used to doing that. Because once we get out of here, we're going to have to do it somewhere else. And if we're not used to doing it here, we're not going to start when we leave. We need to get in that habit now. Girls, I don't know what girls talk about, honestly. Um, uh, But you hear what I'm saying? Pursue those deep relationships. Pursue, not with everyone, not with ten people, just one or two. Find people that you can be accountable to and make yourself available for accountability. Open up, let someone in. And make yourself available to let someone talk to you about those kind of things. Let's start loving each other. Huh? That'd be kind of nice. Um, Won't we bow in prayer? Um, what I'd like you to do is just take a couple minutes to think carefully about where you're at right now with God and what's going on in your life. How busy have you been? Um, what's getting set aside? How are your priorities? are there people who know where you're at who know exactly where you're at where they can walk up to you anytime anywhere sit you down and go how are you doing in this area and they know you at your deepest level do you have people in your life that can do that if you do great continue to make that happen don't let it you know don't think because you told them once you don't have to like check on them anymore pursue that if you don't i would really challenge you to think right now of one or two people and make a commitment that you're going to, before this week is done, you're going to go and find that person and talk to them. And begin, start taking the first steps in that direction. Just let them know, just, you know, hey, I need accountability, and can we talk? And pursue those relationships. A lot of you, uh, especially though the girls are in small groups, those are ideal places for that. And so Let's start pursuing those kinds of relationships. So I'd like you to think about that for a couple minutes, and just pray about that and commit to God what you're going to do. And then I'll close more and more dependent on you. We are your children or we are needy. God, don't let us sit here and just think, well, no one's pursuing me. No one's asking me how I'm doing. Help us to be bold and to initiate those relationships and to initiate those kinds of questions. Help us to pursue relationships that are deeper we can learn to love each other and learn to be honest and learn to deal with the sin that's in our lives. Thanks for this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't forget there are tapes available. Where are they at? Over here and over there. You're dismissed.